Well, good morning. I don't know uh, if you realize this, but this Wednesday is our first first Wednesday of 2024. And we're going to have, yeah, and uh, I happen to know the guest speaker. Um, and I think you'll really like her. She's actually sitting right in the front row. So uh, we are excited about that. And so the first Wednesdays of every month, uh, we'll have a service. And this, it's actually, those services, I think, are going to be more, un, not that they're scripted, but, I mean, we're just going to let the Lord lead us and, and do however God wants and, and seek him, and which we should do all the time anyway. But he's so good. And so we're excited to turn over some new things and start some new things. But did you have a good holiday? Well, all right. So that's good. We did, too. Um, busy, isn't it? Busy during the holiday season. My goodness. Busy. And did you get to share the love of God with somebody that just needed it and probably you needed it, too, and didn't know it? I don't know. But, yeah, we, I got to tell a lot of people about Jesus. Some weren't so happy to hear, but still got to tell them. Um, and it was good. I, I love Christmas time. I was humming a Christmas carol today till Rob shut it down, so... <laughs> He's like, it's over. PB Christmas is over. All right. Well, I want to talk to you because this is New Year's Eve. I don't know if you all have plans uh, for New Year's Eve or anything. I, back in the day, does it, did, was it just me? I mean, like, oh, we had to stay. We had to stay up past midnight. I mean, that was just the gig. You had to stay up. Um, and it was so good. We'd beat on pots and pans. We'd do what I was just. Did you get? It's not a big deal, is it, to anybody? Like, you know, about 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, I'm thinking, it's going to come whether I beat on a pan or not. I don't know. So I'm not sure what all we're doing uh, today, but hope you have some good plans. Please stay safe and, uh, and follow the Lord in all that you do. I want to talk to you today about vision for 2024. I mean, never a better time. I, I don't even want to wait till next week, the first week of 2024. We're going we're gonna to talk. I'll just tell you what we're going to start talking about. We're going to start talking about finances. Not like, you know, here's the church budget. Not that kind, but just what the Bible says, how you can start 2024 and start doing things the kingdom way and be blessed about it. So it's, I mean, just, I'm just going to teach you the Bible. So that's all I'm going to do. And uh, that's what we've done all along. But today I want to talk to you about vision for 2024. I want to talk about where we're heading. For the last two years, God has told me this. And this has been what he's told me for the church. He said, see farther, go farther, move the stakes, and expect. See farther, go farther, move the stakes, and expect. In other words, like in Isaiah, it talks about moving the tent stakes. So, you know, talking about looking further and, you know, uh, we have to see things before we see them. You have to see them in your spirit. You have to understand and stay connected with God, and then you see it in the natural. But it happens in the spiritual first. He recently added three words that's going to change our destiny. It's going to change how we see farther, go farther, move the stakes, and expect. And this is the three words, because I asked him, I said, what are they? And he said, seize the moment. Seize the moment can, I mean, that changes a lot of things. I mean, just when I say that, I can feel the anointing of God. It's way past what we've been meditating on or thinking on. Because if you're seizing the moment, that involves action, and it involves action fairly quickly. It's past our natural senses. It doesn't always make sense. It's, it goes past the five senses. You're seeing, you're touching, you're hearing, you're smelling, you're tasting. I mean, it's just past. Because the enemy works in that natural realm. That's where he gets us. That's in the, in the natural realm, in the five sense realm. And God is past it. God is spirit and in truth. And so we worship him that way. But it changes things. It changes our process. If he says, here's this, seize the moment. You have to seize the moment. In other words, take action right away. Changes how we believe. It, it puts procrastination kind of out the window. We're going to have a small group called procrastinators, but they unite tomorrow. What you believe, what you do, that's what defines you. Do you believe God for what he says? Do you fully, you know what righteousness is? Righteousness is God's right way of doing things. That's a layman's term, but it's, it's 
God, and when we are fully persuaded with God, we, we just, because he said it, that's it. We don't have to have 17 confirmations. We don't have to have this or that. We don't have to have the sparrows spell out our name in the sky or any, anything where I need to see this five times. I need to know, you know, when we are fully persuaded, we see past the natural of what it seems like. That seems impossible. But how many knows with God, all things are possible to him that believe. If God is saying it, then why don't we take him for his word? I'm not, I'm not throwing any stones because I'm telling you, I got the T-shirt on wavering at different times. Anybody else? I want to learn that so that I, I want to be like an Abraham. Like, it doesn't matter what it looks like. Who am I talking to today? It doesn't matter what it feels like. It doesn't matter what's happening. If God said it, that's what matters. I don't want to be somebody that just comes and shouts and I'm just looking for some wild service and boy, they shout and boy, they're, all, they're on the floor or they're this or they're that. I, you know, everybody likes entertainment, but we're not here to entertain you. I want something behind my shout. Do you understand those walls at Jericho didn't just fall because they screamed? Let me, let me explain this because he instructed the word, this is what you will do, and this is how you will do it. And, am, am I right about it? And then the people said, I believe it. And because you said it, I believe it, those walls are coming down. And in the natural, there's no way that they should. But yet they did. We've had people in the past, because of their mindset, well, you're not spiritual enough, PB. You're funny. Okay, but I want a word every week. Can you read? Because he has a word for you. Every, everything in here is his word. If you keep looking to me for just some personal word, you're looking in the wrong place. I mean, I might be a pastor, but you, I get what I get from him. And so will you. Now, he might give it to me, and I give it to you, but I don't have to come up to you and go, the Lord wants me to tell you, you need to brush your teeth with Colgate because this close-up stuff's not working. <laughs> He's not going to do that. You have a whole book of personal words. There are people that just live for a miracle. Their life is a crisis. Everything is just crisis to crisis to crisis. They don't want to change, mind you. They just want a fix. They want an answer. They want everything to change for them. They don't change for anything. They want their needs met. I believe in miracles. And, I th and I'm glad there's gifts of miracles. I'm glad of that. But people need to understand the difference between a miracle and a blessing. A miracle is a temporary thing. It fixes what's needed. It's just boom, out of nowhere. It's a miracle. And we're glad for those because we've all needed them from time to time. But a blessing is a consistent way of living. It's living in the kingdom of God and God continually blessing because you understand how the kingdom works. And when we understand how the kingdom works, did you know a kingdom is a king's dominion? It has a king. It has laws, and it runs by laws. And if you know those laws, they will work, period. And in our mind, we grew up in church thinking that God just chooses. Well, I'm going to bless. Uh, today I'll do this, and today I'll, I'll okay. I'll, uh, Brett's kind of ornery. That joke was sour. I'm not doing that with him today. I'm, you know what? And we, we kind of think that God just operates that way and we have to beg and plead. And none of that's true. Because when we inherited salvation by Jesus, when we accepted Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. When we accepted Christ, he gave us, and Matthew says, he gave us the keys to the kingdom. So we have the authority to use the keys. If we don't use them, that's not God's fault. If I gave you the keys to my car and said, here's my car keys, and I tossed them to you, and you were saying to yourself, 
I got to move PB's car because I need to park this other car there. If you don't get in my car and use the keys, the car's not moving. But you have the authority to move it because I gave it to you. But if you don't turn the key, so who turns the key? You do. And see, we've been taught in church that we just have to, if we, if we beg God loud enough, if we tell him, that's not how this works. A miracle is temporary. If you need rent this month, guess what? You'll need it the next month. It'll be due every month until you pay the thing off or you whatever is you're paying for. I want you to get the difference between I'm going to believe God for more than just rent or mortgage. I'm going to believe him for the whole estate because I have it. But see, I don't. So what we do is we can say it, but you can't kid yourself. You know what you believe. And you know what you don't believe. This isn't like the cowardly line. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. We can say all that, and I, I understand it's, it's nice to hear us say it, and it, that helps, but you have to believe it. Something has to connect 18 inches from your heart to your mouth, to your mind. And you have to speak what you know is true. It may not look like it's happening, but it's happening. When he spoke to the fig tree, it looked the same, but yet at the very root, it died right then. 24 hours later, proof is in the fruit of that. We have people that just come to church because they want an experience. They want to live for the event, but they don't want the lifestyle. We love helping people. That's part of what we do. We help a lot of people. We've helped people pay their electric bills, pay their mortgage, get them food, all that. And some people get mad because I don't give them cash because we've given cash and they've gone right across the street to the liquor store and then, or whatever. Not doing that. I don't want to feed something that is not going to help them. I want to help them. Let me help you get to where you don't have to be, where you can stand on your own two feet. How many are with me? Come on, because God wants you to know that he is more than able. He's already done it. Numbers 11.23 says his arm is not waxed short. He is able. He is able. He is able. He is able to meet all my needs. Now, there are institutions out there that help people that need to get up, and I think that's good that they're there because they help them get up. But get up! And then don't have to use that institution as a crutch for the rest of your life. Don't teach your children to use that. Don't have more babies just to pay bills. You know, the statistics say that people win stacks of money like in the lotto find themselves broke and worse off in the future, usually in just a few years, because they don't know how to handle that. They don't know how to manage it, how it works, let alone laws of prosperity. Oh, you can't be prosperous. Yes, you can. He wants you. It pleases him. So that it's not so you can hoard it, it's so that you can help. He wants us to be blessings to people. This next year, so help me God, I'm going to push us. We're going to help people, we're going to do things that we've talked about, but we, we didn't seize the moment. People will judge a service by manifestation of oh boy the spirit was moving today four people fell out in the spirit i don't really care whether you fall out in the spirit or not i want to know if you fell out in the spirit because the lord put you out in the spirit oh hooray that's good but how are you after that if you're just doing it for the show i want to know fruit if God delivered you, I want, to, I want to know fruit. Then I want to hear the testimony so others can be delivered. Come on. Well, I was in this. I was bound by this, but God came in. How did that happen? We need to start asking questions. God, how does this happen? How do we get that? If I can figure out how to get that, does that principle work for this? Do, do you understand? I'm going to get some stuff to you. I'm going to get it to you, and you're going to get it, so help me God. 
Why did the woman get healed? If I can touch his garment. If I can just touch his garment. Everybody was touching his garment. But only one got healed. And he, here's the thing. People just, well, he's God. He's all-knowing. He didn't even know anything about her. He didn't know she was there. He didn't even know. He said, who touched me? So, see, people, we get in this mindset. Jesus could do anything. Not according to the Bible. In Mark, he wanted to heal people and he couldn't. He wanted to, but he couldn't. Because of unbelief. See, we don't, we don't want to look deeper into that stuff. Well, God, why didn't you heal so-and-so? Well, why don't we just start diving into some stuff? Was there unbelief? I want to talk to people who believe in destiny. I'm going to push us over the hump. I want some people that have a want to. Now, you don't, you can be in here and say, I'm just going on for the ride. Sometimes as a kid, my folks are going somewhere and we're going wherever we're going. I'm there for the ride, for the dirt. <laughs> you ever been with your mother and she says, I'll just be a minute. And she goes into the store. That is the longest minute. Uh, and you're just like, whew. I remember, how many, remember in, the, in cars back in the day when you didn't have to wear a seatbelt? Your seatbelt was your mom or your grandma. And, and what was, you know, it was the thing that, that was the soft blow that you got. I remember my dad had a Volkswagen, a bug. And I remember me and my sister sitting in the, we could sit in the back on whatever that little place was back there. We're back there playing and whatever. Not anymore. See, things have changed. But let's talk about destiny. Let's talk about want to. I'm tired of status quo. I don't just want another year just like this year or just to get by. I want to be above status quo. I want some hungry people. That God has more for them than what they've... That we're just beginning to scratch the surface. Now, last week, I forgot. I was going to tell you the announcement for our special offering. And, and I'm, I, she texted it to me. She did. She counted it and texted it to me. And I got busy. And that's on me. But in, in that time frame of whatever, what do we have? Seven, eight weeks of that special offering so far. Unless some, well, some's coming in today. And then we'll, I'll get that to pastor. Over, you ready? Over $2,600. Is that awesome? And we're going to sew that into the camp they bought. Our youth just got fired up. Some, and we're, it's gonna be, this is going to be awesome. But we have to change our mindset. We have to start getting hungry. We have to start saying, if I want something different, if I do the same thing I've always done, I'm going to get the same thing I've always got. Now, if it's good and it's consistent, I'm not against that. But if we're wanting change to go something greater and we don't do anything to change it, you're going to get what you've always got. So you have to change. God, how can I, how can I push this a little bit further? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to invest? What would he do if you said, oh, I have people like, oh, I'm not investing my money. Let me give you a clue. That's why it's not happening for you, because it isn't your money. Everything I have is God's. And so as I give it to him, it multiplies. Because there's a kingdom law that operates there. And I know how that law works. And because I know how that law works, and I believe that law, and I speak with my mouth, confess with my heart, and I believe what I say and do not doubt, it happens. I'm not letting negativity stop me in 2024. I've come too far to turn back. You know what I feel like today? I don't feel like the preacher. I feel like the UPS man. The United Pastor Service. And I'm making a delivery this morning. And you're going to take it. I'm going to drop off this package. I don't care if it's raining, sleeting, snowing, or if i got to wake you up. I'm delivering it. But I want to take the word and apply it today. That God will unlock some doors. Let's just take five seconds and just give him some praise. Come on. Hallelujah! 
Isaiah 6, 1 and 8 says, In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two covered his face. With two covered his feet. With two he flew. And one cried to the other, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken from the, the tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth with it. And he said, Behold, this is touch your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. Notice he says he has unclean lips and lives with people of the same tendency. Life and death is in our mouth. And the world that we have lived is the world we really help create by what we speak. By what we believe and what we say. And sometimes we think, you know, the Bible says that he, he keeps track of every idle word that's kind of like ooh. and sometimes we just on on certain times we'll speak the you know i'm going to focus this i'm going to say this but we got to realize we've been speaking all day so you have to understand you want to line yourself up with the king of kings you want to line yourself up with the word of god our future is tied to our confession and the side that we have allegiance on We spend a bunch of time cheering for others, and that's, that's good. We want to encourage each other. Build one another up in the most holy faith. I get it. Get excited about what God is doing for them. Sometimes when you're wanting God to do something for you and you see him doing something for somebody else, it's, isn't it almost as tough because you want to, I want to say, oh, I'm so glad he's doing that for you, but inside you're like, hey. But God is no respecter of persons. If we would grasp what they're doing, maybe they're doing something we should do. Maybe they are spending more time in the word instead of, you know, maybe they're looking at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John instead of Larry, Curly, and Moe. <laughs> He'll bless anybody who will make himself or herself available to him. Isaiah was a prophet. They called him the eagle eye prophet. In other words, because he had the ability to see clearly in the future and to do it with great detail. In other words, he'd say, this is what the Lord said, and he'd just focus that in, and he could tell you, Clearly what it was about, what was coming to pass. So, you know, I thought, Lord, how can I give them an example? Look at your car windshield. Your car windshield is huge. Your rear view mirror is small. We can see the back in the rear view mirror. Some of us probably need to look a little better at that if you're backing up. Thank God for those cameras in most of the new cars now that kind of help you or whatever. But uh, the, the, it's big in the front because... You have to see where you're heading. You can't do anything about where you've been. I mean, you can make some changes. You can be glad for some things. You can rejoice or you can be like, I ain't doing that again. But you've got to start saying, i got to focus on what's in front of me. You see, he was a visionary. He was able to seize the moment because he took the time to see what God wanted to say. And i got to get better at that. The earlier that you answer and believe what God is calling you to do, the greater and the longer you enjoy walking in the destiny that he has for you. I found out some rules or, or how the laws work, and I'm like, why did I wish I'd have known this 25 years ago? How many wish you could go back? You know, I can't. But he can make up for lost time. He can do things that only God can do because it's his kingdom. I don't have to convince myself about gravity. It works. Every time I drop the Bible, it's the gravity. It's a law. It works. It's going to happen. I have to take God's kingdom and understand it's a law. There are laws that run the kingdom. If I learn the laws, it works every time. Without vision, the people perish. And I, I don't want you to go to another parish, so I'm going to give you some vision. 
You need something that drives you, something you're looking at. What's, what is on your vision board? What do you see yourself doing? You know, I imagine two, three, four years ago, I mean, Caitlin, who's wonderful, she's taking over 180 youth. I don't know that in her mind at that time she's thinking to herself, I think I want to be a youth leader. I'm glad that she's pursuing that now because we're very thankful for that. So what do you want to be when you grow up? In the Lord. What's your plan to get there? Have you had dreams? I've always dreamed this. I've dreamed that. Oh, I, I see myself doing this. People all have different needs. Some just need motivated. There's some people that just need to be pushed out of the plane. You know what I'm saying? You ever get up and say, I want to skydive. I'm not one of those people. Not really wanting to skydive. Could I do it? I'm sure I could. Do I want to? No. But there's some people like, yeah, do it. Push me out. <laughs> and other people have to be pulled. You know, push or pull. Or some will willingly do whatever. But you need the vision so you can fly. You can't just stand back and do nothing. And sit back because your life then, you're not going to meet the purpose you were created for. You're not going to feel satisfied. You're not going to feel fulfilled because he's got a calling on you. Well, I'm not called to be a preacher. No, maybe you're not. But what are you called to do? My job today is to try to pull truths out so you can put them to use. So you can apply them. So you can live your life on purpose. Are you with me? Something's about to happen. And I'm just telling you, the enemy would not be fighting so hard if something's not on the verge of turning. On the verge, I mean, and that's an old cliche, well, your breakthrough's coming. And sometimes, I know Kim and I have been, and we were like, I don't even want to hear that. I'm going to slap the next person who tells me that. You know, I mean, you've been walking through hell, and while well, your breakthrough's coming, sweetie, you just stay the plan. Come here. But I'm seriously, the enemy is always after the word. And the more you are using the word, the more dangerous you are. Now, you might be sitting there saying that I'm not using the word and he'll leave me alone. You're not going to walk in blessing that way. You just won't. And you won't have what it takes to fight off or ward off because he does not care. He just doesn't want the word out there. He doesn't want the kingdom advanced. But things are happening. Things are happening in the spirit, and they're going to catch up in the natural. Say amen to that. You know, here's something. The enemy wants to put you six foot under. I thought about dying, but I'm against it. He wants to keep me sick. I thought about that. I'm against that too. He wants to keep me broke, busted, and disgusted. I'm not about that either. I want to be able, if God says, I want you to go over to this person, I want you to give them $100. I want to be able to do that. Instead, I have to check my bank account to go, I don't know. Because everything I have is his. There's all kinds of things going on in the world today. Hurricanes and storms. And, but there's going on in the spiritual as well. And they're manifesting in the natural. You see, God is moving us. We're in the same place, but he's moving us to another level. Spiritually, he doesn't want us to stay at this level. But at another level, the fight. We have to fight. It's not comfortable, but I want to follow him. I want to be with him. I can rise to the call. Can you? Is there a cost? There's always a cost. Jesus paid that cost. And because of that, we have everything we need. I want us to pray like we've dreamed about. Pray like maybe we used to back in the day. Coasting isn't going to cut it. You know, they used to say if you get to be born again, they ought to lock a new Christian up for six months because... Nobody can do anything with them because they're just all about Jesus. You ever hear that? I got, I got saved, worked at Ponderosa. That's where I met PK. <laughs> and, I mean, I just changed. I just, my sister led me to Jesus. I, I just changed. And, and so all kinds of things were going on. And then they were calling me preacher man and Jesus boy and 
all kinds of stuff, you know, and I'm like, well, that's, if they're going to tease me, I guess that's a pretty good compliment. But then you also got to think to yourself, if you do anything wrong, and I did, they called you on it. Oh, would Jesus do that? Now, he probably wouldn't hit you either, but, you know, since I'm already on a roll, <laughs> Kim would be like, you're such a redneck. <laughs> but that's kind of how I was. Uh, but, I mean, I've told you this story before, but I'll, I'll quickly tell it to you. I mean, it's just things that kind of, at the time, I could coast. I could not do anything. Would it have changed anything? Yeah, it would have. I, I'm bad, I mean, we had a all-you-can-eat ribeye sale going on, and they ran through those. I mean, there was a line out the door, and we didn't have any ribeyes, and it was wintertime. And they were locked in the freezer that sat outside of Ponderosa. And they were going to go try to cook. Have you ever cooked frozen meat? This is kind of like before microwave days. So it's not like we could thaw it out and then put it on the grill. It, we, they were trying to put it in a prime rib oven and just trying to whatever. If That was once we got it out. But they couldn't get it because the lock, it had rained and then froze and snowed. And the lock was just solid ice. And they had the managers were out there with their big lighters. And now there's about eight, ten employees that had come out, and we were out there, and there. I mean, the one manager was just beside himself. Well, what are we going to do? You know, and he was just wailing his arms. And <laughs> I was one of the cooks. And this is what I, I heard the Lord say to me. He said, go pray for the lock. And I'm like, what? He said, go pray for the lock. I'm like, I don't even have a key. And the locks, I can see the icicles hanging from the lock, and they're smacking it up against the, the thing, trying to get the ice off, and they're trying to thaw it out. They can't get the key in the slot. And there's people standing there now. And I'm like, I don't want to do it now. And he just said it again. Go pray for the lock. Lay hands on the lock. So I, I still remember, I, I remember just slowly starting to walk through people. Excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me. They are holding the lock. I said, can I see that? Why? Grabbed the lock and said, in the name of Jesus, open. And went like that, and the lock went, thunk, and opened. And everybody went, <gasps> and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they said, oh, we, we uh, loosened it and got the ice off of it. And the guy goes, he doesn't even have the key. <laughs> he wasn't even in the lock. And I remember walking back in and the rest of the next few days, how did you do that? How did that happen? I couldn't answer it other than he told me, go grab the lock and pull. And I did. Why are you saying this? Because now as I learned kingdom principles and kingdom laws, you know, you have authority. You have authority. If you put your hand to something, God's involved in it. If you don't put your hand to it, God can't get in there because you are the agent that does it. I have people telling me stuff like, oh, you gotta, Brett, you gotta come. You gotta, there's things happening in my house and my kids are scared. Okay, what are you watching? Well, Friday the 13th, and you just wanna go, what? Cut that off. Take that out. Don't give any access to that. And you'd be a man. You take authority because you know what? When I leave, so does my authority because I don't live there. You know, Jesus quoted Isaiah more than any other prophet. He started his ministry quoting Isaiah. You got it going on if Jesus is quoting you. I mean, that's pretty cool. But Isaiah is saying, in the year King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord. Now, this is what I put in here, and I just hang with me for a second. Changing of the guard. Changing of the guard is usually a sign that the stage is turning and a new generation of testimonies is about to be birthed. Now, listen to what I'm saying. We came in this building from a smaller building, True. We came in this building, we had two services, and we got to the point where in two services, we started breaking 200. Now, you would say, Brett, you're all about numbers. No, I'm not, but the Bible, there is a book called Numbers. But numbers to me means influence, means kingdom. 
means that's more people that find out about Jesus, more people that are living their life on purpose, more people that have fruit that are going out into community where people are going to do just like they did to me. How did you do that? And it's time we got back to doing that so that people go, how did that happen? And we can tell them how good our God is. We can tell them you can live your life on purpose. You have authority. God still heals today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But they need to see it. They need to see us demonstrate it. We went from 200 and then COVID hit. We went from 200 and grew to 30. How God kept these doors swinging, I don't know. We just kept doing what we were doing. People were like, oh, pastor's selling the, uh, the stoves and stuff. They're in the kitchen. Yeah, because we weren't using them and people were paying for them. And that's what he told me to do. I'm like, well, where am I going to get money? But here's the thing. I can't look to people. I have to look to God. I have to look to God because is he not the provider? Does he not provide? He might use people to do it, but he has the ideas, the concepts. And right now, you know, we're, we're starting to break 100. And when we get about 50, 60 more people on a regular basis and we put out these wings, we'll go to two services. But we have almost a whole new congregation now. And this, this congregation, and in my opinion, has been the best. They are hungry. You are hungry. We are growing from spiritual babies to not knowing anything to learning about how things work in our life and how things happen. I mean, I, I just love this. I was so proud of John Schmidt. I said this the other day. He sent me a picture of the, his first buck on his land he got. And he said, PB, thanks for showing me the law of receiving. And he just believed God. He sowed for it and got his buck and sent me the picture. I sent it to Pastor Gary. I was like, look. And I mean, to me, to some people, that's not a big deal. To me, it's a big deal. You are ready for more assignments. You were made for this time. You're recognizing the calling God has put on your life and put on this church. Isaiah talks about three types of vision. These are be quick. All depending on how we seize them. Turn to your neighbor and seize the moment. Here's the three points for today. Look up, look in, and look out. Look up. God, how do you see God? Is the final authority high and lifted up? Even believers sometimes have a low mentality about God. They only see him on a religious level. Of course, it's God. It's just eh. they see him as the one grandma told him about or however they grew up knowing him. We have this old religion mindset that says God works by a case-by-case -case basis. That, he, oh, you, you tell him you're, you beg about whatever, and he may help you, he may not. And, and if we didn't know, we just made up a doctrine. If you tried to cast something out and it didn't come out, you just write, well, all demons don't come out. According to the word, they do. But see, if we don't know, that's as far as we go. So our own mindset of how we view God and how he answers. But he's bigger than our mindset, folks. What's he going to do now? Not to what he did back then. That's, some of that stuff is wonderful, but what would he do now if we believed him, if we took him for what his word said? What would he do with you now? You could seize this moment. Your needs are different than some of the people that, you know, my folks and his folks. Some of them lived through the wars and the depression. Their mindsets were carved by uh, saving every penny and everything they had. I remember Charlotte telling me they would get potato chips and they had, she had a bunch of brothers and sisters and they would have to put them in the oven just to try to freshen them up a little bit. You know, um, I remember that. Um, I don't remember the potato chips. I remember her telling me that. 
Um, so, you know, they've grown up with things they, or didn't have things or this is what was going on in the world. And, and there's things that we are finding out now about the kingdom of God that we found out. You know, we think, we think we have all of this down. But do you know that when Adam and Eve were on the earth, electricity was there. It just wasn't invented. But it was there. All the waves that we do now that people are watching online and whatever, those waves, they're, they're there. But we just figured out how to tap into them. They could have flown back that in that day. Didn't know anything about the law of lift. You know, their concern was we need food, we need clothes. Now we have a generation that has closets full of clothes. And we have nothing to wear. We have to change our perspective. We have to change our mindset. Nothing is impossible to him who believes. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm more than a conqueror. I am the head, not the tail. We have to start believing God for what he says. I'm not where I used to be, but I can't get to where I'm going unless I start believing God and acting on it. Unless I start seizing this moment. He's already provided the answer. Do you know that? All the money that you need, he's already got it. We just have to receive it. God, what do you want me to do to do that? How do you want me to do that? Give me an idea. Give me a concept. God is not just a Sunday morning God. He's not just an emergency God. We don't have to just, when we're in trouble, send up a flare prayer. But he is a God that says, when you call him, he's there. James 2.26, for as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. We use church sometimes as just a religious good deed. I just need to come to church. And I'm glad you feel that way. But if you're doing it just so that people will see you in church, did you know that you are the church? This is just a building. We've made it real easy for people in this day and age that you can sit at home, eat Captain Crunch in your PJs. And watch church. I wouldn't advise it. I, I mean, there's times that you can do that, whether vacation or, or, you know, if you're fighting something and believing God. I get it. I'm not against that, but I mean, you need to be with the body of believers. Some people get mad because Mallory didn't play the right song. You're wasting your faith. The song wasn't for you. It was for him. Our purpose is to share the kingdom and to show the kingdom. And Kim and I want to get better at that. But, but bring Jesus into the picture. What would Jesus do? We need to glow in the dark. Is it not dark? We need to glow in the dark. There need to be people where you live that go, I need to talk to Brad. I need to talk to Kim. I need to talk to Karen. I need to talk to somebody. There. Why is this happening for you? How did this happen? And all signs point to Jesus. Signs point to something that's bigger than us. These signs will follow them that believe. These signs will follow them that believe. They will cast out devils. They will heal the sick. You have power to do that, given to you by Jesus Christ. You do not have to be afraid. That is of the devil. Fear is of the enemy. De Jesus didn't give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We are supposed to live our lives to impact others, to show them the love of God. There are people around that go on vacation and never leave home. They use other things to get them out of the real world. You got to fight, friends. The enemy's just not going to lay down and roll over. He just won't. He is scum. He does not care about you. He might lie to you and convince you, hey, if you don't follow God, I'll make everything easy for you. You think if he's lying to Jesus, he's not going to lie to you? He told Jesus, hey, if you just worship me, all of this will be yours. 
I think that's one of the first times Jesus said, (laughs) probably not scriptural, but it sounds good. (laughs) You see, we have enough faith to get this wherever we're going because he already gave us the measure of faith. I've told you that. I've showed you that. So now I just have to receive. If I'm not getting something, it's not because he didn't give it to me. It's because I'm not catching the connection. I have a, I've chopped the connection. So I need to connect it. And once I connect it, it starts happening. But see, this faith I'm talking about, it pushes you. Because you are driven by God. You love God. It is your desire to worship him. As the deer pants for the water. You just, oh God, I got to have you. It's not because you're trying to show anybody. You're you're just saying, this is part of who I am now. It motivates you. It stimulates you. It empowers you to go into all the world and preach the gospel. It takes you to the next level. You can't. People tell me sometimes. I've been in places and they they let me work there. and, And God was doing great things and their business went up. And then they told me, they said, but you can't tell everybody about Jesus. I said, then this is my last day. And he said, okay, but just don't be so strong about it. I just said, it's just going to come out however the Lord wants me to have it come out. You see, it takes you to the next level. The Holy Spirit living inside you, that's the secret weapon. That's the one that you can pull out and use. And the devil, when you pray in the Spirit, he doesn't know what you're doing. But God knows what you're doing, and he is loading the gun, baby. He's getting you ready. He's getting you on guard. He's getting you ready to take on whatever's coming. It's your phone booth to change, if you will. This is where Clark Kent becomes Superman. You're going to go in there, and because of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, you're going to be able to go, I'm telling you, I'm excited for Wednesday because that little dynamite package, is she's going to bring it. But you're not just going to be church. There's people that just get saved in the parking lot every Sunday. They can be cussing at their kids all day long and get in the parking lot. Praise God. How are you, brother, sister? It's not going to just be a church. I get it. But it's going to be wherever you are because it's whose you are. It's going to be when you're in line at Walmart, when you're in line at Meyer, when you're at Kroger, wherever you're at. If you're at the mall, wherever you're at and you're just doing whatever and people say, how's things going? Well, bless God, it's good. Not being so over-spiritual that they feel like I can't even get... But just be nice and friendly and be real. Just be genuine. Don't be over like all gooey-wooey. I don't like that either. Do you? Just be real. I mean, I've, I've talked to people and I'm like, you can't always be that way. I mean, maybe you are and if that's true, then okay, that's good, I guess. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored. Bless God. Oh, I mean, I, I get it. But if you're so spiritual, you can't. I don't have a computer because I can't use the cursor. I'd sweep the floor, but I'm not using the dirt devil. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, get over it. Just be real. I mean, if you're somewhere and somebody needs something, God might say, go pray for them. Just go over and say, hey, can I pray for you? And just go do it. If they say no, you can still pray for them. You just don't have to pray in front of them. But just be obedient. You might be amazed at what happens. He's more than you could ever imagine. Faith is what I use to get me up. It it helps take me higher. I want to travel from faith to faith, from glory to glory. He gave it to me. I want to use what he gave me. Our next thought, look in. Kim and I have had five children, four of them with us today. We're not in this service, but... Here on earth, so we've had four that we've raised. None of them are Chinese. None of them are African American. They're all white, like me, like her. I didn't try to do that. They have the same DNA I have in me and she has in her, in them. They don't have to try to be what their parents are. They are part of us. You have the same DNA as your father, as God the Father. When you accepted Christ, you got grafted into the kingdom. 
And that same overcoming, raising the dead power, the blood of Jesus Christ that was in him, is in you. That same authority, he gave it to you. We should act like people of God and do what God tells us to do. I don't have to try to be blessed. I am blessed. I don't have to beg for favor. I have favor. Come on. I don't have to. I know if I lay my hands on you, as far as I'm concerned, you're healed. Because he is high and lifted up. And he is in me. And greater is he that's in me. I have the keys to the kingdom and he gave them to me. And he told me to use them. I can bind. I can loose. I have confidence in who he is and whose I am. I want to see myself as he sees me. Sometimes that's hard. Because we're hard on ourselves, aren't we? We, I mean, my, my wife was real, I think the word is photogenic. I tell her stuff like, you could wear a potato sack, and there'd be 20 women going, I, where'd you get that? I want to get one. You take a picture of me, and I, well, I'm just saying, you know, I'm hard on myself. And she'll be like, oh, you look good in that picture. I'm like, are you looking at the picture I'm looking at? But I want to see myself as he sees me. How does the devil see you? Is he afraid? He should be. One way to praise God is believe that he'll meet my needs. He's already met them. And I started changing my mindset before this year is wound out and things started changing here at the church. That's, that's just the fact, Jack. So I can ask him for what I need, but I believe I've received already. He's already provided for it. That's a compliment in itself, if you think about it. If I didn't think he had the ability or hadn't already done it, why would I ask? I could ask my son-in-law, Justin. I could say, hey, Justin, can I have $1,000? <clears> Notice I paused, but he didn't say anything. But now here's my reasoning behind this. I'm asking him. Now think about what I'm saying. I have every confidence he could provide for that. Now he knows I'm, I'm not really asking him for that. But I mean if I was, he could turn around and say, I got that, Dad. I got it. So it's a compliment in the fact that I'm just asking him because I already know he has the supply to make that happen. It would be silly if I would ask Arrow. Arrow would be pots. I want some chicken nuggets. <laughs> I would not get that response. I would, you know, because he, he doesn't have it nor the means. He would depend on his father. Your father has whatever you need. And you have not because you ask not. Or if you ask, you ask amiss because you don't believe he'll really do it. Because you have the mindset he is doing this case by case. He'll do it for Brett, but he won't do it for me. That is a lie. And when we get to that where you can blow that away and go, no what? He's no respecter of persons. If this law works for Brett, this law works for me. Bingo. And you have an answer. You know, back in the day, kings had trains. To best describe this, if you've ever been to a wedding where the bride has a, a long train, Mal had a pretty long train. I think Kim had a pretty long train. And, you know, when the bride comes in, the, somebody in the back picks up the thing and walks like that. And it's just symbolic of, you know, they're helping the bride. But what it meant back in the day is the longer the train, the bigger their kingdom was. And that's how it reflected that. Now think about what the Bible says, that God's train fills the temple. Now think of his robe and think of his train. His train is so big that it fills the temple. If his train fills the temple, what's the robe like? Is that not crazy? He has all power. Every tongue has to confess. Every knee has to bow. Every sickness has to go. The Bible says you have the authority to do that. By his stripes, 
says, I was healed, past tense. I was telling Ken the other day, if I was healed, I are healed. Now, it's not great English, but I like it. <laughs> I are healed. If I was, if he's, he's already provided for the healing. Did you know salvation is more than just getting unto heaven? Salvation is everything. Come on. It's everything. It is from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. It is my healing. It is my prosperity. It is everything. It is my peace. It is when I am saved, I am saved all the way, baby. If your relationship isn't flourishing, it's not on God. It's on you. What do you believe? Maybe you just need to think bigger. God, I've just been afraid. That's not of God. So cast out that. Perfect love casts out fear. And God is what? Love. So I'm going to love God. I believe that he wants the best for me. So I'm going to start thinking the way he wants me to think. Hebrews 12 or 13, 8 says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm not saying life isn't hard. There's times in life it's, it's hard. And, you know, sometimes it drives you to the, the Lord. But we've had the mentality the church has is God causes sickness on you so he can teach you something. That's a lie. God doesn't put sickness on you to teach you anything. That, I mean, what would kind of a father would I be? I'm going to make you sick just so you learn your lesson. I'm not serving a God like that. That's not in the word. It's not scriptural. There are times when nobody can help you but God. Am I right about it? You need to reach out to the one that's it's been there the whole time. Not your dad, not your mom, not your grandma, grandpa, your aunt, your uncle, your sister, your brother. You need God and you need God alone. And God is the one that will fix the issues. It matters who you hang with. When you hang with God, you start changing your conversation. You start being like, I mean, people are just calling you uh, Jesus, man, preacher, you know. But I'm telling you, listen to what I'm saying. Those people in that, in that restaurant, when they went through tragedy or something happened to, they didn't go to uh, Jimmy Crack Corn because who don't care, you know. <laughs> they came to me. Brett, can you sit down with me for a few minutes? Yeah. What's the matter? My grandma. My grandma's dying. I don't know what to do. How do I find the stuff that you have? They would ask me stuff like that. I know if you pray, he'll hear you. He won't hear me. I'd say, that's not true. All who call out on the name of the Lord, he hears. I want to see God's glory in my life. How about you? I mean, when Pastor Gary was here, there was a cloud in this room. We didn't have the fog machine running, but there was a cloud all back through here. And I'm not the only one that saw it. Pastor went back and told everybody, there was a cloud at PB's church. Like, man, I, that was God. Are you looking for it? Are you expecting? You know how that's going to happen? You're going to see further. You're going to go farther. You're going to move the stakes. You're going to expect, and then you're going to seize the moment. You're going to grab everything that God tells you to get, and you're going to do it, and you're going to see God's glory. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, for those who are called according to his purpose. God's going to get the glory, folks. We start talking about God. He sits down in our conversation. Now, I'm almost finished. I know what time it is. Just hang on. Bob Evans will still be open. Okay? I'm... Really, part of me is done with just, I just need to get this out to you. Psalm says that God inhabits the praises of his people. He inhabits them. That's what happened to Paul and Silas. They were in prison. God shook the whole place. When we get together, we touch and agree and begin to talk about the greatness and goodness of God. That's why worship, corporate worship is so powerful. That's why coming as a body is so powerful. Our conversation is right, and he sits right down in the middle of it. You can't waste your time being sucked dry by negativity and haters. Yes, it's a free world, and they can hate the gospel. They can hate God. They can choose their own lifestyle. I can't make them choose different, but I can be a light to say that, hey, this is the way. If you don't want to follow it, that's your choice. Get in an atmosphere that draws on the things of God. There are people that are hungry and they need you. 
2024, we want to be Jesus, the answer to them. We are not Jesus, but we represent him. Are you expecting him to show up? You want to see him tomorrow? You got to change. You got to think how he wants you to think. Casting down those other thoughts. Change your talk. Your perspective will change. Declaring how God supplies and putting that out there and watching it happen. There's people out there that are saying, I just pray God gives me a deal. I used to have a mindset like that. I serve, a, I serve El Shaddai. He doesn't need a deal. He doesn't need, well, I just hope, I, I mean, I'm not against getting a deal. And I thank God for favor on sometimes. Other times if he tells me you need to do this, it doesn't matter to me whether it's on sale or not. Because he's El Shaddai. I'm a child of the king, and he supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. Not my riches, his riches. He transforms my thinking instead of survival. You know, that's what survival. Junkie just works until their next fix. Get me here, whew, okay, get me in the next time. If you're on medication, you know what that's like. Uh, the pain's wearing off. Where are my pills? My pills, my pills. The blue, the blue, the blue. You don't have a survival mentality. You have a mentality that says, God, breakthrough. God, you supply all of my need. Do you know how specific the kingdom of God is? See, we've been taught in church, well, if it's God's will, you need to know what God's will is. It's his word. But you need to declare specifically things. And I'm going to show you in 2024, as God is my witness, I'm going to show you more fruit than I've ever had in my life. It's going to start showing up in 2024. And God wants you to see it. And you're going to learn, and you're going to see it. And you're going to do it. And you're going to help people. And you're going to lead people to Jesus. And people, and people, and people, and people. I don't have to pray something down I already have. Kingdom is at our disposal. We've been thinking low. It's time to change our thinking. It's time to be like George Jefferson. And move on up. Just take Wheezy with you. <laughs> if everybody in your life is just dependent on you, your circle's too small. You need to have some people that are going to sharpen you as well. Iron sharpens iron. Great thinkers motivate great thinking. But where you're going, your crowd has to change. You have to start reaching out. Well, I hope pastor grows the church. Is that really all on me? Shouldn't be. Be careful who you share things with. There are people who just, they don't want you to succeed because it makes them look bad. Love them like you're supposed to, but get a bigger crowd. Get a crowd with more integrity. The devil is a liar. He gave you a vision for a, mo or for a reason, so you have to seize the moment. I'm almost finished. There's just so much. You know, Jesus did so many things that were like, no way, how does that happen? Remember when his first miracle turned the water into wine? His mother said, just do whatever he says. Just do whatever he says. Each one of those jars is about 200 gallons that he had to, they filled with water. I mean, that didn't just, how long would that take? There's probably six, eight of those things. That's a lot. People need fed. There's 20,000. What do we have? Five loaves and two fish. Oh, that's great. Sit them in groups of 50. Okay. Yeah, you guys disperse it out. Go, go share it with them. All right. I mean, so many things. Peter, hey, we got to go pay some taxes. Go down there and go fishing. First fish you catch, get that coin out of his mouth, will you? Okay. Jesus was always doing things that people had to 
Do what he said. Believe what he said. Act on what he said. Seize the moment. Stakes don't move out without somebody moving them. You can't see farther if you're not looking. You can't expand if you're not willing to. You can't seize anything if you're not going to take action. See, it's your hunger that controls a lot of that. Are you hungry for God? Do you want another year like you just had, or do you want a better year? I want better. Your hunger controls how I minister. You'll pull things out of me just because you're hungry to find out things that God's told me. How do you see yourself? Get that image of how you want. Do you see yourself healed? Do you see yourself totally whole? Do you see yourself broke? Do you see yourself prosperous? Do you see yourself with your house paid for? How do you see yourself? You have to start looking and getting a vision from God. If I was the enemy, what I would do is I would damage how you see yourself. We are like grasshoppers in their sight. Because you would have no confidence to carry out the things God told you to do. See, I don't want to minister just so that we keep going the way we, we go. Because basically that means I have to make every touchdown. I have to make every first down. And God's like, not anymore. I need an army. I need a body of believers that will follow Jesus and follow me as I follow Christ. So in 2024, we will see the things God wants us to see. Here's our last one, and this is very short. So we have to look out. What's this look like now, God? How do I see this? You see, God didn't come to tell me where I'm at. I know where I'm at. He's telling me where I'm going, where I'm heading. He told Abraham, look out from where he was. All you can see, I'll give it to you. Brett, what are you telling me? I'm telling you, if you won't look and you can't see it, you're not going to have it. You're going to have to get into the word and see what he says. And then see yourself doing what he says. And see yourself blessed because of it. And if you can look, you can look up, you can look in, and you can look out. You'll find you'll get to where you need to go. You see, vision says what you see. Purpose says why do you see it? Why, what's your why? And goals, this is how you're going to get there. God, how do I seize it? How do you want me to do it? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please?